Hey mom, first things first, thank you. It's my one year anniversary of my decision to say, yes, I need help, and yes, I choose me. And that's the miracle. I'm lucky that the strongest person I know is my own mother. Love you, mom, Maxwell. Be that strong person who makes the difference. If your loved one is struggling with drugs and alcohol, reach out to Karen for a different kind of addiction treatment. Visit caron.org slash lost. Spring deals at Ross will have you saying, it's a yes for me. Say yes to trending looks like tube tops, dad shorts, and mini skirts for less than online, or vintage tees and beach shorts for a weekend getaway. With all the styles to choose from, there's a yes around every corner. Because saving money and looking good is what you do. It's a yes for you and your bank account. Hit up Ross for your certified yes for me moment. If you're a mama, a soon-to-be mama, or even a hopeful mama, this is an episode for you. If you have a little dream or even a big dream that's buried deep inside your heart, or if you have something that you're already trying to pursue but trying to figure out how to make it all work in the midst of the chaos, this episode is for you. I brought on my friend Megan Duke, and Megan knows what it's like to wear a lot of hats. Not only is she an amazing wife and a mother to three littles, but she's also fearlessly and relentlessly chasing her dream of being a music artist. She's a singer, she's a songwriter, she's incredibly talented. She recently released her debut album, And today she's just telling us like it is. She's sharing what it's really like to try to balance pursuing your dreams when it comes to your career with also fulfilling the dream of being a wife and a mom and how to balance those things. If balance really exists, how to manage the chaos, how to prioritize your marriage and and guard your personal life, even when you're trying to pursue something really big in your professional life. And so this episode is full of wisdom nuggets. I don't even know if that's the right way to say it, but wisdom nuggets is what we're going to go with. So many truth bombs, so many practicals. She gave us some really clear steps, especially if you find yourself in a similar place. If you find yourself with this dream in your heart or something you want to start, but also in the middle of building your family and trying to manage a home and raise children and be a wife and do all the things that come with that. She gave us some really practical steps that we can implement that make this feel so much more attainable and way less overwhelming. So if that sounds like something you need, stick around. This episode is going to bless your life. You're listening to She with Jordan Lee Dooley a personal development podcast for the everyday woman. Come invited, leave ignited. Here's your host, Jordan Lee Dooley. Hi, Megan. How are you, my friend? I'm doing awesome. I am so good to hear your voice. You too. I'm so (laughs) glad to finally get to do this with you. I think we've been talking about this for like five months now. (laughs) We have, we have. We have, and this is is finally (laughs) happening, but it is so fun to get to actually have you on my show and have our normal conversations now for everyone else to hear. Um, Yes. And I love the subject we're talking about today too. We are talking about kind of what it looks like to pursue your dreams in the middle of motherhood. And I and I want to really emphasize for the listeners that this is not just for you if you already are a mom, but if you are looking to the future and want to become a mom or are feeling fears about how to juggle your dreams and becoming a mom and if those things can even work together, this is going to serve you so, so well. So I think maybe the best place to start, Meg, would you just share a little bit about your background on how you decided to pursue your dream 
also and you know how you decided to do that just in general but how did you decide to do that in this season where you are a mother of three littles (laughs) not three adults oh my goodness well I do feel like I am currently living my dream Um, Mm. I'm just so so thankful for that my dream really for the longest time since I can remember has been to be a and a mom, Mm. um, which I am, but also to pursue my passion of music and writing, recording, singing songs that really just bless the heart of God, bless other people and share the good news of Jesus Christ with the world. Mm. And um, so recently I just, you know, recorded and released my first debut um, album that I'm super excited about. It's been a project that I have literally been working on for four years. Um, So when I started, you know, writing these songs for what I was hoping would turn into an album one day, I didn't know the whole timing of it. Uh, My oldest, Malia, who will be six um, soon, she was only one at the time. So certainly my hands were full, but (laughs) not as full as they are now. So um, Mm -hmm. yeah, I've been pursuing this dream for for a while now it has been a while but it's been so fun to watch you so intentionally and faithfully steward it slowly and I think what's so encouraging to me is sometimes I can be such a fast mover and I just want to see something happen like tomorrow and you've been a really good testament of good art and good things take time and they need to happen in the right chapter and at the right timing and if that means that it takes a little longer than maybe we would like so that it can be better it's worth it. And I also love, I want to just touch on this. I didn't expect you to say this, but I'm so glad you did. I want to touch on where you said my dream, like your first dream is to be a wife and a mom, because, you know, I think for me, at least personally, and I think many of our listeners can relate to this is the foundation of a lot of the things. I realized this after pregnancy and pregnancy loss and just different parts of my own story. It kind of like jolted me back into my why and why I'm doing anything yeah. that I'm doing. And it reminded me like, Jay, the, the reason you started doing anything creative and pursuing any of these dreams wasn't necessarily for the achievement or the dream itself. It was because you you thought to yourself, I want to be a wife and a mom and I want to, you know, I want to be able to have flexibility in my life, but the core dream, Mm. like the ultimate ambition was to be a wife and a mom. Everything else on top of that was like a a vehicle to help me do that. Icing on the cake. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. And icing on the cake. Exactly. And so I love that you highlighted, like I am living my dream. It's not just something I'm pursuing, but there's this other dream that's more career oriented that I'm trying to learn how to weave in. But I'm really thankful that you identified like this is a dream that is a blessing. And I think it's important that we talk about it in that way. So thank you for saying that. Um, On that note, though, I would love to know when it comes to now, as you obviously your hands are much more full, you have three littles now. And when, when it comes to this season of putting this album out and creating this album and trying to pursue that, but also raise three humans. <laughs> um, <laughs> what would you say in either way, whether it's related to the the actual career side of the dream or the family side of the dream, what would you say is the biggest challenge you faced or maybe the, the biggest compromise you've had to make in one area or the other? Oh my goodness. So motherhood is just such a gift and I absolutely love, love, love my life as a mom and I'm I'm actually a stay-at-home mom on top of um just pursuing this dream of being a music artist as well um so my hands are certainly full (laughs) and I think probably one of the hardest um just compromises that I've had to face um or sacrifices is 
just trying to keep a balance um, and prioritizing both things that I think are so important and just remembering my why in which I do it and seeing, you know, not only are my children a gift from God, but also, you know, my talents and my gift of singing, like Mm -hmm. that is a gift. And I am just called to be a steward um, of those gifts and use them to the best of my ability um, to, you know, bless the Lord and and bless others because we're blessed to be a blessing ultimately. Mm -hmm. Um, So really it's just been a very humbling thing. Um, You know, a little bit about my personality is, I am like such a planner. And so it's taught me to be super flexible. Like, (laughs) for example, you know, like there's this thing that I love that, you know, grand slams can't be every day. And some days Mm. you just need a bunt. Yeah. You know, I love that. So, like, like, um, so just daily um, doing your best, but also when you're not able to get to every single thing that you want to get to being okay with that and not feeling guilty about it. Hmm. Um, that has certainly been just a huge struggle of mine. Hmm. Um, and you know, just remembering my why and taking joy in and the simple things and the little things. And, mm-hmm. um, kind of like what you said, you know, success and all these things, like they're, they're great, but they also don't, happen overnight and we're just called to be faithful with the little things and the things that are unseen Mm. you know a lot of my day-to-day activities and tasks that I'm doing and caring for my children like I'm not getting a pat on the back Mm -hmm. yeah totally (laughs) um nobody's clapping for you when you do that no yeah yeah and so a lot of what I do like it's messy and it's not pretty it's not glamorous Mm -hmm. um and you know but I think what is so rewarding is just knowing too that, you know, my father in heaven, like he, he does see me and he does reward me and he does Mm. bless me. And I'm ultimately doing it for him. Mm. So it's good. It's so funny because we can so easily, um, I think dismiss so many of the unseen moments and we focus so like kind of what you said about the grand slam and the bunt, which I want a a quote graphic of because I want to save that. (laughs) Um, but it's, it's true. And it's kind of like we, we can get so caught up in climbing, like getting to this mountaintop moment, but you think about all these steps that exist, like the mountaintop moment in your family might be when you're, when your kid doesn't act out or is really like polite and right. well-behaved or in your career, when you, when you get that single that, you know, just explodes or whatever that looks like. Right. But that is a, like a 1%, a minor tiny percent of the overall building and the overall moments. And so many of the messy late nights, hard days and I think that applies in both scenarios, both in family and also in career. And so I'm so glad that you, that you highlighted that. And also giving yourself grace is huge. Like that is so hard for me as an achiever. That's one of the things I think one of the fears that came up for me as I looked forward to, you know, as we're trying to build our family, um, I think for a couple of years, I was so on my like, you know, achieve next thing, next thing. And, um, it was almost like a fear that I felt like, well, how am I going to be able to still get this stuff done? If I become a mom, maybe I should wait. And I don't think I ever had that like completely audible thought. But as I look back, I think that was a little bit of my subconscious having some fear about I'm a doer. And if I don't get everything on my list done or all that needs to be done in the deadline, I beat myself up. And it's like, yeah, why? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's and so I've had to really come to grips with that over the last six to eight months. And it's been humbling. Um, but really, really good. And and you are such a good um, example of that. So thank you for mm. existing and for that wisdom. <laughs> 
Hi, Max. I wanted to share something with you. I wanted to tell you how grateful I am on how you've embraced your sobriety since day one. I'm grateful for how you changed your life. I'm grateful for the love you have for me. I'm grateful for you. Love, Mom. If your loved one is still struggling with addiction, you might not feel like you'll ever get to grateful. But we can show you how. At Karen, we've helped families overcome addiction for 70 years. So if your loved one is ready for something different, visit caron.org slash lost. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. With two little kids, I do most of my shopping online now, but it can be so hard to shop for things like clothes online because I never know if I'm getting good quality until it arrives. The game changer? Upgrading to high-quality, affordable pieces from Quince. Now I have luxury essentials that transition from one occasion to the next, and I stayed on budget. Quince has so many options to choose from, like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. One of my favorite items from Quince is the silk pajamas I got. They are so high quality, luxury pajamas, but not at a luxury price tag. And I just feel like they don't even compare to some of the other pajamas that I have bought online or that I've bought um, just at various different stores. And like, these are incredible. <laughs> Indulge in affordable luxury by going to quince.com slash she for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash she to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash she. Thrive Market is a go-to for all your grocery and household essentials, and the convenience of getting everything online then quickly shipped to your doorstep is a huge time saver. Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories, and you can use their on-site filters to suit your lifestyle needs. Whether you're looking for organic kid snacks, low-sugar alternatives, or gluten-free pantry essentials, you can curate your own shopping experience with just a few clicks. And when you shop Thrive Market, you are also helping a family in need with their one-for-one one membership matching program. You join and they give. I use Thrive Market every single month. I get our dish detergent, dish soap, and various other just basic household essentials that are low-tox and non-tox ingredients, and it is the easiest way to get all of my favorite clean items sent right to my door at an affordable price, I should add. Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash she for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash she. Thrivemarket.com slash she. I guess the next question that I would ask then kind of in, in tandem with that is, how do you, and I don't know the best way to ask this question. So tell me if this doesn't even make <laughs> sense, but I guess my question is, I want to talk about boundaries for a second, because yeah. I think sometimes, especially when you are a creative, like you're a songwriter or a writer or a business owner, or you just are a creative, like go-getter, ambitious kind of woman, but you also have your personal life and your, and your family life. How do we put boundaries on those things so that one doesn't spill into the other too much? I mean, they naturally are kind mm. of like when it's you, it's kind of one in the same, especially when you're in those early stages, but 
Have you found any helpful ways to kind of protect and guard the sanctity of like personal life and family and children and motherhood from just being dragged completely into or, you know, into the career or vice versa, where sometimes the career gets and I don't know. I don't even know if I'm asking this well, but that's kind of a battle I think a lot of people struggle with is how do I allow these things to exist as kind of both parts of my life, but protect right. each one in the way that it needs to be guarded? Does that make sense? Yes, totally. I think boundaries are super, super important. And um, just being able to see, because okay, a lot of times all these things kind of coexist, you know, um, I think moms are naturally like queens of multitasking. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like that's just kind of my life. Um, You know, most days I am at home taking care of the kids, doing homeschooling, like Mm -hmm. doing all these things while also, you know, in one season, just preparing for the launch of my album and Mm -hmm. um, just in the weeds and in the thicket of um, all this album stuff. And so I think, time management is absolutely huge. And Mm. for my family and I, we have something um, that we call anchor times. Mm. And so in regards to protecting our family time, those anchor times are having a morning routine. Um, One thing that we always, always do no matter what is, um, is we pray together as a family. And so we start our day off, right. Mm. (laughs) Um, And then another anchor time is dinner time. Um, you know, and so there's a lot going on in our day, but dinner time is sacred to us as well. And so we make sure that um, we, as much as possible, are at the dinner table all together as a family, which in today's culture, I feel like mm-hmm. is um, almost like taboo yeah, <laughs> and just so like funny. not as common as it used to be. But it's really important for us to be able to come together as a family. Um, we don't have our cell phones at the table um, so that we don't have that distraction and just being able to have conversation with each other um and then the last thing um bedtime you know Mm -hmm. especially since our children are young really being there to just keep that consistency and that routine um for them Mm -hmm. you know that's just super important and um then oh probably like another thing too is just like and then the other thing is uh just honoring the sabbath so one day a week you know, devoting that to a day where I'm not going to like work on any of my music stuff. I'm going to do my best to not, um, just be like busy with little tasks around the house and like cleaning, you know, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And, um, just taking time to rest and enjoy family, enjoy the Lord, Mm um, enjoy just our community and church family. So, um, anyways, just those times are super important. And I think too, you know, planning is huge. You just, Mm -hmm. you have to plan those boundaries time and, um, you know, your work schedule and your family schedule. And it's super, I think one of the challenges too, with having a big family is giving, your kids and your husband like equal attention. Mm -hmm. And so that's something that we've begun to, uh, you know, plan as well as like having little dates individually Mm -hmm. with our kids or, Mm -hmm. um, you know, making sure that Zach and I were prioritizing our marriage, Mm -hmm. you know, before even our kids, because I think a lot of times kids can think that the world revolves around them and it just doesn't. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. It just doesn't. So deal with it. It's honest and it's so, true. Yeah. Well, it's so important. And communicating that to your children. Yes, yes. No, it's true. And I, I love that you brought that up and communicating that 
honestly and even to them and probably to yourself at times um but one thing i think that is so powerful and i think you are actually the person who introduced me to the concept of anchor times this is something i've shared about now and then because it has actually Mm -hmm. been very helpful for me knowing like okay every morning this is the time i get up and it changes by different chapters like there was a season where i was getting up at 5 a.m and working out and then when we started traveling a lot more and our time zones were all over the place, I was like, okay, 5 a.m., not going to happen anymore. We're going to move mm-hmm. it to 7, you know, but like deciding mm-hmm. this month or this quarter or even this week, I can change it next week if I need to, but these, this is my wake up time and I'm going to be consistent with that every day. And this is what we're going to do in the morning, the first hour of the day, right? And just establishing that consistency. I think you shared that anchor time with me, that anchor yeah. time concept with me a few years ago. And it's been really yes. helpful. Like we eat dinner at this time every day. And cre- that what that does is it creates rhythms in your life because Absolutely. I, I think that p- that concept is like you can have whatever going on in between those anchor times, right? Every day is probably going to look different. It, does. Are- it, it just, it provides margin, but it also provides flexibility. And I'm like, I yeah. love the picture of, you know, take like a river, a riverbank. Mm-hmm. So the water in the river is, is good, but without like the banks and the borders on the side of the river, it would overflow, mm-hmm. you know? And like, that's where just the, the chaos kind of <laughs> comes yeah. and disorder and all of that. But when you do have those borders in the river, that's how the water is able to run more fully powerfully. Like it's all going in the same direction. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, that's yeah, great. it's just, it's so important. And I love that you pointed out taking a day of rest. I have found we started implementing that back in October of 2019, like more consistently. Yeah. It was something we always yeah. knew we needed to do, but we were like, well, we're still spending a lot of time talking about work or on our phones or we're just like busying mm-hmm. ourselves. And so we decided to implement that kind of hard turn our phones off on Saturday night and turn them back on Sunday after dinner. Like we have that whole kind of period to just like, we would have a big Sabbath feast on Friday night, like where you just eat like, a it. big meal and go or have a, friend, yeah. a game night with friends. Or we've just tried to do that more, dis- more consistently and yeah. we're not perfect about it. But what I found is it's not about being legalistic about it. It's just about allowing yourself the permission to try to unplug a little bit, rest. Slow and, down. Yes. yes. And we have found and just be like poured into because I mean so much of Jordan I mean what you do what I do we're continually pouring ourselves Mm -hmm. out you know Mm -hmm. and I just oh it's like man reality when I get burnt out Mm -hmm. and I have to like you know stop and I feel like I'm about to go crazy and then (laughs) I I'm like reminded of oh okay like I need people like my mom or other people speaking into my life asking me okay Megan like what have you done to Mm -hmm. um you know, get poured into, or mm. have you taken time to just rest? Have you taken a nap today? Mm. You should maybe take a you know? Yeah. Yeah. So true. Oh my goodness. The element, I think in our, in our fast paced culture, it's so easy to just get caught up in like all the things that need to be done, the hustle. And we can be so interconnected that we get messages telling us what needs to happen. And it feels like we need to act on them immediately or the world's going to end. And, um, you know, I think, what that what creating those rhythms does whether it's I take a nap every day at two o'clock or I just implement a full day of rest once a week or whatever that rhythm looks like it almost is our way of being like no like enough is enough and yeah I have found I'm actually more productive with the six days that I'm not doing that because I'm almost like working toward it and working (laughs) out of it like the last part of the week I'm working toward it when I'm starting to get tired and then the first part right. of the week after that day off, I'm right, I'm kind of working like from overflow because my, I remember the first yes. time, the first time we did this, Matt always laughs, but like not laughs, but like he always points it out. 
the first time we decided to do this, I remember I was so like my body and my brain were like, what? We're just reading books and we're just like <laughs> having food. And like it was so funny. And I, I remember though, I read a book and I was laying on the couch and then I looked out the window and Matt was Bear grills himself because you know how he is. He's out there making a bonfire and like, I don't know what he was doing, making food over the bonfire. Like, I'm not kidding. We have a little bit of the pioneer side, I think, in him, but he's an outdoorsman. And so he was just enjoying that, you know, um, even or the afternoon. And I had just spent like three hours just decompressing my soul and reading. Mm. And I looked outside and I walked out there and I just started crying. Like I was so emotionally overwhelmed by like my soul was like breathing for the first time in months, you know, and Mm. that was when it hit me like, wow, this is so important. So anyways, I love that you brought that up because that really does help create boundaries around the work that can take over our lives and our and our personal lives and our families. So that is so good. That is so good. Okay, here's one (laughs) question that I have that's a little unrelated, but I think it's important to ask how has as over the last year or two, as you've been pursuing a little bit more, I don't want to say aggressively, I don't feel like that's the right word, but you've really started to make moves when it comes to going forward with this album, right? It's been a long process, but I feel like you are now really taking that on and actually putting it out into the world and going through that process. Um, What, like, how would you say this has affected maybe not your relationship with your kids, but do you teach your kids to go after their dreams too? Um, Have you seen any of your children kind of follow in your footsteps or, you know, start becoming a little bit of a big dreamer themselves? Yeah. I'm curious about that dynamic. Oh my goodness, that, woo! That's been one of my greatest joys is to see my children be empowered to dream just like their mommy, just like, you know, their, their daddy and really just like recognize their own little passions, their own giftings and just like go for it. And Mm. I think there's one thing to like try to teach your kids with like words and say, but like when they actually get to see it. there's just such a difference and it's so powerful. And so as much as possible, you know, especially in the the last year and a half, two years, as I have been like just pursuing this passion of mine super hard, um, they've had to experience a lot of sacrifices as well, but I've tried to invite them to be a part of the process. And Mm -hmm. so many of the songs that were written were birthed out of just family time. I mean, mm-hmm. one song in particular was even written by my oldest daughter, Malia, mm-hmm. um, that's on my album. And so, yeah, it's been super cool. For example, um, you know, Malia, she, when we first moved into her house a little over a year and a half ago, she wanted to just create this community with the children in the neighborhood and share Jesus with them. And so she started a, like, neighborhood bible club for kids and um, you know I assisted her in that but it was all her idea it was like all her vision and I mean consistently every single week we meet with around 10 neighborhood kids and they come and and they hear a bible story and they're learning how to pray they're learning Mm -hmm. how to make disciples and share with their friends at school a couple of the kids have given their life to the lord I mean that has created an opportunity for me to be able to build relationships with the other moms and the neighborhood it has been so huge and then not only that you know one thing that Zach and I Zach is my husband feel is super important is to not only set an example you know for our kids but to teach them to pass on whatever they're learning to others Hmm. um 
because like it just life just can't be about us I mean it can be but that's just so unfulfilling Mm. (laughs) um and so you know Malia she'll teach Natalie her little sister I mean she'll like write little school worksheets for Natalie to do like she just blows me away and then Natalie teaches her little brother Judah different things and um so I'm just the fact that they're getting it at such a young age and that I think they feel like they have permission to pursue whatever God is placing their heart Hmm. I think is huge and I'm just excited and looking forward to seeing as they grow how um just their confidence continues to grow Hmm. and um you know, how God uses them to inspire other people, because they have certainly inspired me. <laughs> mm, I'm sure <laughs> and vice sure. versa. <laughs> but I love that you yeah, said they have the yeah. permission to pursue what God puts in their heart to do, because how yeah. often do we as adults like hold ourselves back from that? We have this idea or we know we have a skill or we have this passion that we just know we need to do something about. But then it's like, oh, but I don't want to look like I'm, you know, trying too hard or I don't know what people are going to think or oh right and it's I think like you said them getting to see and be a part of that process not necessarily just hear about it or be told um you're setting an example and you're giving them the tools and just the the permission like you said which I think is a really important word because so often we don't give ourselves permission so as you are owning that and Mm. and pursuing your own calling I think it's so cool that they are feeling or they are seeing that and able from a very young age I mean think about how much formative how much your brain is formed in those first five to 10 years right. of life, you know? So that's huge. I absolutely love that. Also love those kiddos. Um, <laughs> it's the best. <laughs> They're the best. They are. They're great. Um, that's the best. But um, I think on that note, I'm curious if you have, um, you know, I also know that this journey has been long. Like you said, the last year and a half mm. or two, you know, yes. you've been pursuing it more, I guess, intensely, or I don't know what the right word is. It sounds also aggressive, but you've been putting a lot more like time and energy into it, even though it's mm-hmm. been slowly building over several years. And so I guess my question would be, you know, how, what foundational or key piece of advice might you give to someone when chaos seems to overtake the situation or Mm. when the process seems to be more difficult than we thought you had said a couple times that your hands are full and so I know that sometimes when you have full hands even with your best efforts of anchor times and sabbath and these different disciplines sometimes chaos just happens because you have little humans and you have a lot of things on your plate um what would you say to someone who feels like they're trying to do these things or they're giving their best effort to pursue what they are feeling called to do, but chaos just takes over or the process turns out to take way longer than they thought. You know, who do you turn to? Who do you lean on? How Mm. has that helped? What steps would you give to somebody who finds themselves in the midst of chaos? Oh my goodness. I love this question because I think, um, we can all relate to this chaos is never ending. <laughs> it's just, I, I honestly feel like chaos is kind of, it's kind of always there. And there's always going to be storms that come and trials and mm-hmm. different obstacles that we're going to have to try to get through. Um, and for me, I just, I cling to a verse in John 15 that says, apart from him, I can do nothing. Um, talking about the Lord. I mean, he is he is my strength. And I just, I love in the Bible, there's a story of Jesus and he's like out on a boat with his disciples, you know, and they get caught in the middle of that storm. Hmm. You know, that story. Oh, and, yeah. and what was, what Feels was like Jesus my life doing? Every day. <laughs> what was Jesus doing in the storm? Sleeping. He was, he was sleeping and he was dreaming. Hmm. He was oh, dreaming good. in the middle of a storm. And so hmm. I think, 
you know, we need to learn to dream in the midst of chaos Mm. and just be okay with that. There's no such thing as like a, a perfect scenario or like perfect timing in our own eyes, but God's timing is always perfect. Um, and so, yeah, it's so easy to get distracted by like outside circumstances. Mm. Um, but really just for me, like keeping, keeping my eyes on, on Jesus makes all of the difference and knowing that, you know, there are some things that I just can't control. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, some situations that I can't control. Um, but learning to just depend fully on the Lord and surrendering everything to him, all of my plans, um, and just going with it. Like one of the mottos that I kind of try to stick to is, um, that we're just in, in some seasons, we're just called to, to start where we are and use what we have and then, and then do what we can. Mm. And sometimes that's not much like, you know, I, I can't, sometimes we just don't have a lot to show for ourselves, Mm. but we have been given something. And if you've been given even just a little bit, just start there and use that. Mm. Um, and you know, those are like just different stepping stones um, that can lead to something greater. And then I think another thing, like I have a couple more things, um, is, whatever you do, do it excellently, Mm. you know, do your very best. And when I just really felt like the urge to, um, just, you know, I've been kind of pursuing music for my whole life and there've been different experiences that I've had and different ways that I've honed my craft and, um, you know, over the span of like 15 years, but in particular to this season where, when I started recording this album, um, I did have, I had a newborn Hmm. and, and then two other toddlers. And I mean, life was busy. And if you were to ask me if like, I thought, yeah, Oh, this is a great time. (laughs) Like, no. (laughs) Um, but I just, I just felt my spirit. Like, yeah, this is better time than, than ever. Hmm. And, um, I had an incredible support team around me Hmm. and, um, you know, just such a supportive husband. I mean, other family members and friends, um, that came alongside me that encouraged me. I think encouragement builds courage in other people. Hmm. Um, and so really like for me, relying on the help of, of family and friends, as moms, we can kind of be control freaks. And so I had to learn, especially in the season when I was trying to do both being, being a mom and having this career, I had to learn to release a little bit of control and to receive help and ask Mm -hmm. for help. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was amazing. Like that was very humbling for me, but oh my gosh, such a blessing to be able to entrust my kids to other people who Mm -hmm. could care for them and love them as well so that I could have that freedom, that time to be able to write songs and Mm. to travel, um, to record and, and all of that. So, Mm, so so yeah, first thing, definitely learn to dream in the chaos, Mm. do excellently and, and give up control. And then the last thing I think is remember, like in the midst of the chaos, remember your why and like, what is your motive? What is the, the driving force and, um, your mission for, being a mom and, and your career, finding the purpose behind it, because without purpose, I think it's, it's Mm -hmm. hard to do 
anything. Mm -hmm. And so clarifying that um, from the beginning, like that'll, that'll keep you going and and help you to persevere when it gets hard because it's going to get hard. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. It's going to help you persevere when it gets hard because it's going to get hard, like hard stop. Not a, it's not a possibility. It will. It just straight up will. And I also love that you brought in really clarify your motive because that was something I think I struggled with for a long time, to be honest. Um, when you get caught up in all the things you're doing, it's kind of like, yeah, yeah, I know that part's important. <laughs> and then you just don't think about it because you're so dang busy. And sometimes it takes life ripping the rug out from underneath you to help you kind of mm-hmm. go or it just takes you just burning out and getting to a place where you're like, why am I doing this? What am, what am I doing any of this for? You know, and you know, like I shared in a, a little bit ago, just, I had that experience too of just, wait a second, I'm remembering the deeper mission behind what I'm doing. And now I have a clear understanding of why I want to help other women with this. So I so agree with this and I've always agreed with it in theory, but now I think I agree with it in practice because I was forced mm-hmm. to figure out my why, or I was just not going to work. I was like, this work seems so pointless, like in light of life and death, right? And sometimes you have to just think of like perspective shift. We can get so caught up and the busyness and the achievements and the things we can do that we need a like we need a perspective shift. And if anything, that's what hard experiences have given me. And it's it was such a like everything in light of, you know, as a mom, like you've experienced life, you know, you've experienced what it's like to raise a human. And when you really think about that in like detail and you just pause for a second, you think of how freaking incredible that is as a miracle. Um, yeah, it's this perspective shift of like it can make all these other things seem to pale in comparison, you know, all these things we want to do and try. And it doesn't mean they're not important. But if we don't clarify how those things are linked and how there's a motive between like driving the two almost simultaneously and how they support one another, it can make one or the other one feel like a burden or the other one feel kind of pointless, you know. And so I think mm-hmm. clarifying that that purpose is so key, like you said, and I love that you brought that up in light of when it's chaos, when it's not easy, when it's taking longer than expected, because otherwise you're not going to keep going. So I love that. I think that piece of perseverance is huge. Um, I want to talk about this briefly because you had mentioned marriage a a little bit ago. And um, that said, like, that's another piece of this pie, right? You, (laughs) I mean, you're, you're wearing a lot of hats here. And so um, one thing I wanted, there's two, there's kind of two parts to this question. The first being, what is your husband's role or what's his involvement within the career side of things and the dreaming side of things? What does that look mm-hmm. like? Have you always been on the same page with that? And then I think the second mm. part of the question would be, how do you actually prioritize your marriage and what does it look like to dream together as you mm-hmm. wear all these different hats of wife, mother, music artist, everything in between? Um, what does that look like for you guys? What's his involvement? And then how do you dream together as you try to prioritize your marriage okay so to answer the first part of the question um gosh I have the most incredible husband ever and when it comes to dreaming and vision um he is hands down just he is the dreamer and the visionary for our family (laughs) um and he has really been the biggest encouragement for me to to dream myself. Mm. Um, I can tend to be just like a very, um, content person. Um, I'm very, very present minded. Um, and he's always kind of thinking about like the future. And so Mm. I think there's both strengths and there's weaknesses and it's really cool how God has like uniquely kind of gifted us and how our personalities are so different, but Mm -hmm. how we need each other in that regard. And when it comes to my career, you know, so I do music and I'm not 
currently signed to a label. And so essentially Zach is my label. Hmm. <laughs> he is, he's probably doing the job of about 15 people and, um, he does a heck of a lot. Um, and man, we're just, so we're a team, uh, for sure. And hmm. he has his roles. I have my roles. And, um, so we, we do a lot of working together. There's a lot that he does that I'm not aware of. There's a lot that I do that he's not aware of. Mm -hmm. Um, but it really does Mm -hmm. seem to work and I think it it works well. Um, the second part of your question, how do we like prioritize, prioritize our marriage that we're not just always like talking about work all the time. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness gracious. That is so difficult because we're super passionate about what we, what we do. But yeah, I think it just takes again, planning and like intentionality to schedule those times and, and be open and honest about, okay, like we're going to go out to dinner, just, just the two of us, we're going to get a babysitter, which I mean, I'm saying this doesn't really happen often. Date nights are <laughs> kind of fine in between, but when we do get those times, yeah, like we'll just voice to each other. Let's just talk about this and let's not talk about this or whatever. And then there are also like about, I don't know, two to maybe four times a year, we'll just plan a time to get together and dream. Mm -hmm. Um, And so like naturally at the beginning of the year, um, we do that together and we kind of like take a retreat, even if it's just for like a day Mm -hmm. to do that and just think about the future, think about the year, think about, you know, the next few years, dream for just and set goals for our family, for for our marriage, um, for our careers. And just so that we can be on the same page, I think unity in that is, is really, really important. But I love um, that you're kind of almost like the patterns that you're sharing and how in just different parts of what our conversation kind of how do you create boundaries around your personal life but then in the same token to prioritize that and then the same with your marriage it's almost like the disciplines might be slightly different but the concept is the same in that yeah. it requires it doesn't require that every single day you're figuring out you know how to give each other all your time and it, it doesn't have to be this overwhelming thing it's like well, we know realistically with all that's on our plates, we're probably not going to get a date night every night or every even week, but we're going to build in these rhythms. Even if it's once a month, we get to do that. And then once a quarter or every couple months, we go have a dream date together. Those are our times. And that doesn't mean you're not enjoying your time together. It sounds like in the in the midst of the chaos, but to really invest in one another and dig in and have those conversations and clarify. I mean, having those specific set apart times even if it's you know a day or two once a quarter that's solely yours and a date night once a month that's solely yours and like you were yes and like you were saying Jordan how you know there are different seasons in life and some seasons are you know more demanding when it comes to just raising children Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. um and again, like just persevering through those times and just being humble to recognize, I don't know what your, what your needs are. And also like the needs of your spouse and how you can serve each other. And, you know, that's just life. Like Mm -hmm. things are always changing and, um, nothing ever really stays the same. So I think recognizing that and being okay with that, you know, mm-hmm. having <laughs> disciplines, but being flexible and having... willing to change them as you need to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. That's good. That's good. Well, so... thanks for sharing that. I'm curious too. I think maybe the last like 
question question that I would have until I want to dive in a little bit more. I want to hear a little bit more about your project. But um, one one thing I'd love for you to share is for another mama wanting to do the same thing. Maybe she's wrangling mm-hmm. a couple toddlers or she's about to be a mom or she's just aspiring to be a mom. But she also has a very big dream in her heart when it comes to her career. What are a couple of practical steps, maybe two or three practical steps that you could give her to kind of get started on that without feeling completely overwhelmed? I mean, it's overwhelming as it is, but if you could give a couple of practical steps or pieces of advice mm. to someone wanting to do the same thing, even if it is chaos or chaotic, um, what would you say? That simple things grow and simple things multiply. And so just, I would say just start something. I mean, it can be super, super small, but just getting in the habit of whatever it may look like to either just work on your craft or pursue it in some way or another. First step I would say is to write down your dream Mm. um, and then share it with others. When you voice what your dreams are with with other people, it almost brings like um, accountability Mm -hmm. so that you're just not letting it like go to the, the back burner and then nothing ever comes out of it. Hmm. Um, for me, like that's exactly what I needed to do. I needed to devote, I needed to write down my, my dream and then voice it with, it was my husband first. And he was the one that would kind of remind me, like, remember, Megan, like, remember you want to try this? Well, when are you going to start? Like, when are you going to do it? Hmm. Um, and then the second time or second thing is this when, whenever you start pursuing your dream to set aside time each week, um, whether that be like a Saturday or Sunday or Sunday to think about just the needs of your family. Hmm. Um, because uh, I mean, family just, it comes before career. Hmm. So think about the needs of your family and then also think about the needs of just your business or your career that week and then plan around that. Mm. Um, so having a plan going into your week will just allow for some structure, will allow for you to be consistent and to make progress and don't let things, it'll allow for things to not get out of balance mm-hmm. um, due to lack of planning. Mm-hmm. And then I think this, the last thing is to find other women in the same season that you're in. So, you know, other moms that have, small children or grown children, whatever, that are similar to you, that are also doing the same thing, that are pursuing um, a career outside of the home as well. Mm. And so that community, that'll allow you to be able to share what's going well, what's not going well, Mm. and then you can learn from each other. And then you can also serve each other. Mm. Just knowing that, you know, you're, you're not alone in this whole mission is, oh my goodness. And then you can link arms with other women that are doing the same thing. Mm Oh, that makes all the difference. It really does. So. It really does. Okay, I'm going to read these. I wrote down as you were talking just so that we had them. I I, or I started with the voice your or write your dream down and voice it. That's thing number one. Yeah. Thing number two is take a small step toward it, whether that's, you know, that is voicing it and writing it down, but whether that looks like honing your craft just by practicing it once a week or something else, it doesn't necessarily have to be this huge, massive launch right away. Um, I actually have heard it said two point number two of starting small with where you are, where you are with what you have. I always say start small and have yeah. fun because I think we need to have fun with it. We put so much pressure on ourselves. Oh my gosh. But <laughs> yes, the bon- yeah, the bonus is definitely just to enjoy the process, mm, you know, yeah. don't let the destination be the goal. Yeah. Because ultimately there is no there, mm. you know, like you get there and it changes. Uh, my, <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yes. Mm. There is no there. So enjoy the process, enjoy the journey. Um, and 
yeah, just have have fun with it. And mm-hmm. it's not fun. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, what's the point? Right? You know, Isn't that why we do the, the things we love? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so good. Well, I think I wanted to point that, point that out because I've heard somebody say, and I don't remember where I heard it, and so I wish I did, but it stuck in my brain. It was basically like, hey, you can start doing something without feeling the need to make an announcement about it right away. And with our mm. Facebook, Instagram, social media world, it really can feel like, oh, I started this new thing or I'm pursuing this now and I need to tell everyone. And then if something changes or, you know, right. Right. That, uh, the family needs kind of over over take what you were planning on doing for that week or that month or that year um you can feel like well shoot I failed because I didn't follow through it's like no you just paused something and so the need the feeling that you have to make an announcement the second you decide I'm gonna take a small step toward this um <laughs> is completely unnecessary like you can do something small yes. and not feel the need to proclaim it to the world so um that's that kind of is an interesting way to think about it in in tandem with the point number one of write your dream and voice it that doesn't mean you have to put it out into the internet you can just share it with a friend a trusted friend a mentor and your husband to begin with right so it's just to have a couple of those people in your corner that will hold you accountable to taking those steps when they're hard so find some or write it down voice the dream start small you don't have to announce it to the whole world um the third thing you said was when you start set aside a time weekly to think about the needs of the family that week first and then the needs of your career or business um that week as well and then plan around those key things i call those rocks Mm -hmm. i've heard them described like those big key things like what's the rocks what's the pebbles and what's the sand because sometimes the the media or the the um mundane or like little tiny tasks the tedious tasks we can start to feel like are the big things when really that's just the sand and so thinking through like what are the rocks for my family what are the big needs that they have and how can I plan around those and then what are the two or three big goals around my career or business or music pursuits that need to happen this week is that writing 2,000 words for a chapter is that you know writing finishing this song that I started like what's the big goal and then how do I plan around those rocks so I love that you shared that and then the fourth thing that you said was find other women in the same season that are also pursuing a career outside of the home or are pursuing a similar dream and can relate with the juggle and the balance that you're trying to achieve because there really is probably no perfect balance but at least you won't feel so isolated or like you're failing um when you're the only one and and having those women and just being in relationship with them there's such a a huge difference between being in relationship with other women and then also like comparing your life to others on social media Mm -hmm. or whatever and I, I feel like personally for me there have been times um in my life where I allowed just the whole comparison of seeing the highlights you know on Instagram and seeing like these moms that are seem to be doing everything right and perfectly um as as a mom and then also like running a business and Mm -hmm. thinking oh my goodness I can't do that no my life is too crazy Mm. you know or they're an expert I'm not an expert Mm. and that is such a trap and that that's just fear that then you know holds you back from what you're called to do yeah And um, so, yeah, that's why it is important to just be in a relationship with real <laughs> yeah people in real, real life women yes. that can be on yeah 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 that can be honest about like their own struggles and mm-hmm. all of that so yeah that's so good I'm so glad that you pointed that out as well because it can be easy to think like oh I'm connected with this person and they're doing great so awesome you know mm-hmm. um, so good okay well I want to know as we wrap up I want to know tell us a little bit about the album that you have recently released and that's out yes. into the world um Woo. where can we get it Tell us a little bit about the heart behind it, and then we'll kind of wrap up from there. Yes. So this is my debut album. Um, It's called Hard on Fire, and it has 13 original 
songs that um, I wrote along with my husband and um, a couple other people on it. So that is just amazing. There were a lot of people involved in the making of this project. My incredible producer, Leo Flores, among a couple others. Wow. It's just, it's literally a dream come true. And Mm. the heart behind the album is, um, I have a song on there called Set My Heart on Fire. And that's really just my hope is that God would use this album to help bring heaven to earth and ultimately that the whole world would know about the unstoppable love of Jesus Mm. and um, yeah that heaven would would come to earth in every single home from home to home community to community city to city nation to nation and yeah that hearts would just be completely gripped and completely transformed and changed Mm. by the amazing love of God so Mm. Yeah, I'm excited that it is out there, finally out there. It's available on all music platforms. Um, so wherever you listen to music and uh, yeah, That's I awesome. hope that y'all, y'all are it is type. so good. Like Megan is not only such a talented singer, but also songwriter. And I will say, I mean, Mighty One is on the album, right, Meg? It is. I just yes. want to make sure before I said that. But, you know, I listened to that on repeat when I was laying in a hotel room on bed rest, um, Mm. having a pregnancy complication before we didn't really know what was going to go on. And I remember I just had that on repeat Mm. because it was so simple. Like I think what's so powerful about your songs is the lyrics are so simple that you can really connect with them yet. They're really powerfully written and composed together. And, um, yeah, I just, I remember that really ministered to me in that season. It really shaped and helped me hold on to Mm. strength. And so, you know, it's like, yes, I know you so personally and as such a great friend, but that was such a blessing to me just completely objectively, you know, it wouldn't like whoever would have sung it like that really sunk in. And so I just want to emphasize that, that there really is, I think a power and a a movement happening within the, within that music. Mm. And so anyone who wants to get it or at least check it out, go check it out on Spotify or iTunes or you like everywhere, just go. And then Megan, where can they find you (laughs) on social media? Because what I love about your social media is that you so share your family. Like it's not just all your music career, even though you are a music artist. And so they can kind of, I think, get a peek into what that, what that actually looks like um, in the daily life. And you're pretty honest and real about that. So can you just share um, where they can find you on social? (laughs) Yes. So um, my website is meganduke.com. And then on social media, um, it's Megan F. Duke. And that's awesome. just my handle on Instagram. And then you can find me on Facebook as well, uh, Megan Duke Music and um, just Megan Duke. So awesome. Well, I yeah. will link your I'll link your Instagram and your and your website. We'll make sure we put those in the show notes so y'all can just easily find it and click. Um, but that sounds great. Megan, thanks for giving us your time and a lot of the wisdom that you have to share. Thanks for making us realize that this is attainable, that it's not something to be afraid of, that we can embrace and pursue the things oh, we're yes. called to do and still be a really involved, loving, caring, <laughs> successful mom and wife. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much for having me and thank you for just allowing me to share my heart and Yeah, I love you, friend. Absolutely. Love you, too. I'd love to hear from you. It makes me so happy to see you tuning into this show. So if you're on Instagram, let me know what your favorite part of the show was by taking a screenshot of the episode you've tuned into and share it on your story. Tag me at Jordan Lee Dooley and tell me what your favorite quote or takeaway from today's show was so that I can see what's helping you and even feature what you share. This keeps me inspired and encouraged to keep creating new content, and it's a great way to share something that your friends might love too. 
I can't wait to see you in Instagram world, my friend. Thanks for tuning in. To learn more about the She Podcast or to get involved in Jordan's growing community, visit jordanleedooley.com. Thanks for joining in today. Until next time, remain committed to intentional choices that refine your heart, faith, health, and work because your story is much too important to settle for anything less. Addiction plays hardball. He would hit me with these verbal attacks. I just said to him, I love you so much. You're such an amazing person. I can't take this ride anymore. It was the fact that dad made that sentiment and broke down. And years later, he told me it had a huge impact on him. Sometimes doing what's right for your loved one is the hardest thing to do. Karen is that right thing. Visit caron.org slash lost.